One of the things about having this expanded network that was just so incredible is each one would give me something different to fill my cup. Some would give me a good time just to forget about it. Others would give me love. And I did have one friend, which was your husband, that would call and constantly tell me, you're going to be okay. And eventually I learned to believe him. And guess what? I'm okay. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back and welcome to the show. You're listening to episode 109 of Yes And with me, Judy Holler, and it's brought to you by Advocare, our favorite wellness company on a mission to help you look better, do better, feel better. We got a code. Use Yes And 15 anytime you shop to get 15% off, support this podcast, and learn about their products. Link in the show notes to learn more. Okay, it's almost Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. I mean, we have a love theme going on this month. So there are so many of you that are going to be celebrating love this week, right? And there's also, okay, a group of you that will not be, either because you're single or you're in a loveless relationship or maybe you're newly divorced or need to be divorced or recently separated or shit's just a hot mess, right? So I think we should talk about it. Um, And I've got the perfect person to talk about it with. Uh, I've got on the show today one of my dearest friends, Tina Lupino. I call her Tina Cazuto Lupino. I'll tell you why in just a moment. Um, But I've always known... Tina was a complete badass. You know, she is one of my favorite humans. Um, And after what she's gone through the last three years and how she's risen up out of the ashes and become the phoenix that she is, well, (laughs) she has officially gold-plated her badass status forever in my book, so much so that we do now call her Tina Cazuto Lapino because Cazuto is Italian for badass, baby. So, Why is Tina on the show today? Well, because her story is one of possibility and courage and strength and hope. And she is a motherfucking fear boss. After 20 years of marriage, Tina's husband left her for another woman. And I will never forget the phone call from Tina. I was in the St. Louis airport traveling home from a keynote when she told me that they had canceled their 20th anniversary party. Like imagine huge party, uh, acoustic music, a guitarist was like all of a sudden, I mean, they were literally planning their 20th anniversary party. Canceled publicly, abruptly. And it was really the beginning of the end. And at 50 years old, almost 50 years old, Tina found herself single, alone, confused, heartbroken, and embarrassed. I mean, they ran a business together, built a business together. So the the divorce didn't only affect them individually and their family, but also their team, their employees, their clients, and the industry they very publicly served in. And listen, divorce is hard enough, but to add the layer of, of having to like publicly face it and go through it, yo, that's not for the faint of heart. But here's the thing, Tina's heart isn't <laughs> faint. And her story today will remind you that even through the unimaginable, you can be reborn and that actually you can come out of it even better. 
than you expected. So if you're newly divorced, if you suspect that you may need to be divorced, if you're separated, if you're alone, I mean, this episode is for you. And guess what? If you're none of the above, it's still for you because it'll make you feel really grateful for everything you have and inspire you to keep taking care of it. And while I haven't gone through a divorce myself, my parents are divorced. My husband went through it on his own. And I have spent many of my Valentine's days alone. And mostly I've learned so much about relationships through the divorced people in my life that I love so much. So in this episode, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about red flags, confidence, dating again, rising up from the fucking ashes, building a new career, finding love after 50, and maybe just maybe throwing a few punches. So let me officially introduce you to one of my best friends, one of my favorite girls, Tina Lupino, and get her on the air with me because you're going to love her as much as I do, and you are going to want to hear this woman's story. Tina is the official first lady of AV and owns a company called The AV Firm, which provides consulting services in addition to designing state-of-the-art audiovisual production for live, virtual, and hybrid events. Growing up as a young lady, she used to meet her dad at his barbershop after school, and her dad often said, Tina, you need to act more like a lady and not be such a tomboy. And while her dad cut hair, she waited and sat next to CEOs and truck drivers and lawyers and doctors and coaches, and she learned how to make small talk with the who's who around town while becoming comfortable and confident in her own skin. She rose the ranks in the AV, the audiovisual industry, running a hugely successful company with her ex. And when her world blew up, as she was thinking about what to do next, she looked around and realized, oh my God, hmm, I'm the only female in the room. So instead of being a victim... She decided to rise up and change the industry, beginning with launching the AV firm as the president of the only 100% female-owned live event production company in Chicago. I have fucking goosebumps. She has two sons, is a Chicago-born and bred Italian. She's a kickboxer. And fun fact, she was actually, ironically, our wedding officiant when Scott and I got married. This woman is strong and inspiring and smart and completely kazuto. So, ladies and gents, here is my conversation with Tina. Okay, Tina, I feel like we need to start with the way we start every phone call when I call you. So like, let's pretend that I'm calling you right now. I'm just going to go. So I'm going to ring the phone. Ring, ring. Hello, Judith. Hello, Tina. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how we got into that habit, but like whenever I call Tina, her response is always, Hello, Judith. And there are not many people (laughs) that call me by my formal name. And uh, it's always um, a big, big term of endearment when when someone calls me by my like original OG name. So, Tinith, I'm so glad you're here, (laughs) my love. I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. 
This is going to be fun. So, you know, listen, I know it's not easy uh, to talk about some of this stuff. And I'm so glad you agreed because you truly are. And I know I've told you this, but I'm just going to say it again publicly on the air um, to all the earballs listening to us. You are one of the most inspiring women I know. And I also know uh, we've had many, many conversations about this topic over the years. Um but I know that your story can can help others. And I feel like there's so many women who can benefit from your perspective on divorce, on dating again. And honestly, my favorite part, the rebirth, the reinventing yourself on the other side of it, which is truly um, such a gift. And I think something people need to hear. So just Truly, Tina, thank you for putting yourself out there and for doing this because I know it's not easy. And can I ask if you ever been on a podcast or am I your first podcast? Yeah, no, you're my first podcast. <laughs> I am busting your podcast, Sherry. Um, yes. I love this. Just so you know, <laughs> F-bombs are welcome here on my show. Oh. So you just, whatever the spirit, whenever the spirit calls you, you just, you just, you just say what you need to say. Okay? Excellent. I'm going to truck driver it up. You got, you got it. Okay. So here, let's just, let's start. Let's start at the beginning. Let's, let's start with the divorce itself because I don't want to end there. Uh, but I do want to talk about it cause it's a big part of your story. So listeners, um, Maybe asking, you know, as I've introduced you and kind of told them um, high level where we're going to be going, you know, they may be thinking, okay, so like, did she wake up one day and he was gone or were there some like red flags along the way? So where do you want to begin in this story um, as it relates to like how things went down and if there were some red flags that maybe um, you ignored or, you know, found in hindsight? Sure. Absolutely. So yeah, ab- We'll start with yes. Hindsight is always <laughs> yes. twenty twenty, isn't it? Right, but high yes, level this for <laughs> exactly high leveling this for your listeners uh, that don't know us. You know, we were highly visible in our industry. Uh, a lot of people in our industry had known us, and we were really the it couple. I mean, there were so many people. I can't tell you how many times even strangers would walk up to us at industry events and be like, "You guys are." everything we want in our marriage. And, Mm. you know, I'm going to admit, I loved my ex-husband until the day he asked for a divorce. I really did. I was in love with him. So, you know, he was my best friend, my lover, my business partner. So I ran a business with him for 22 years and we raised amazing young men who I will refer to, but for reference, 1922, because 19 years old and 22, because I will reference them. And sometimes I make them sound like children, but whatever. They're my babies. (laughs) Well, they'll always be your babies. They'll always be your babies. (laughs) Right, right. So, okay. So I will say it was shocking what happened because he definitely went through probably one of the most midlife crises I could ever see another human go through. And mm. I did everything in my power to try to save him from himself and, and just the destructive path he was leaving behind him. And I just couldn't. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the events were fast and abrupt. There's some things that I look back and go, oh, Maybe that was there all along, some of the character traits that I chose to ignore. Interesting, Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the events were fast. In February of 2018, he was planning a surprise party for me for our 20th wedding anniversary that was supposed to happen that upcoming July. 
in March of 18, I didn't even know it, but he met wife number two. In April of 2018 is when he started pulling away. And that's really when my nightmare began. Um, For three months, he would corner me into rooms and lecture me and really tell me how I had messed everything up, our future, our lives together. I was just ungrateful for everything that was coming my way. Uh, So by July, I was so twisted that year that Mm. I started to believe his truth because he, what I didn't realize was projecting onto me. I believed all his truth so much that I was apologizing for who I was, apologizing to my children that I ruined our marriage. There was no anniversary party for 20 years because I was convinced I was the worst person and that I had just done everything wrong recently. Uh, what's crazy is on August 3rd, I had to go to the OBGYN because I had to call them. And that's something really important for people to know. You know, I called my OBGYN and all I said was, I suspect there's infidelity in my marriage. I didn't realize it. They had me come in after hours so that it was more private. Uh, we went through that during that appointment was when I got emailed my divorce papers from him which was just a double-edged kick in the ass. Yep. Got in my car, opened the email after getting tested for STDs. (laughs) And oh, here's an email. By the way, we're getting divorced. It's official. (laughs) It's official. Uh, So that would probably be the most embarrassing, shameful moment of my life. So what I learned that day is that this divorce was going to happen no matter what. So Mm. I realized that he had made up his mind, no matter how hard I was going to fight this, try to be good, promise, do whatever. I put myself into therapy thinking I was the problem. Um, Well, it's like he almost wanted you, like it's that cornering, right? Because when we know, maybe when he knew he was leaving and he knew he was making mistakes and cheating and all the things that were going on that he was needing to reckon with, it's almost like this is like that typical behavior of a little bit of a narcissist where they need to make you feel like, like, mm -hmm. so to make me feel better about what I'm about to do, you don't know it yet, I'm going to make you feel like complete trash so that I can justify your reaction, like, almost to help me feel better about this. Like it sounds like some of that was going on and then it, and then it bled into like how you started thinking about yourself. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Uh, and, and the first thing I did is I stopped being a victim that day. I stopped letting him abuse me, corner me, do everything he was doing. And I really said, I'm going to start doing what's good for me. And I started standing up to him. And that was probably one of the best things. The moment that was like a pinnacle is we were on the phone like the next day. He said something. He was mad at me again. And why can't you see it this way and this and that? And I said, honey, I don't have to agree with you anymore or compromise because guess what? We're getting a divorce. So I get to do what's good for me now. Thank you. Yes. Thank (laughs) you. It was like next. Freedom. How did that feel to be able to say something like that? Oh my God. It was so empowering. Oh shit. I was shaking in my boots when I said it, but I was like, Oh my God, whose voice was that? Like, yes, go me. And that's when I started just becoming this force. Like, okay, I am going to be okay. You are going to be okay. And you 
we're okay and you are okay. So here's the thing, this transition from like, okay, you know, he's gone, you're alone, and this life, like, as you knew it, because you met him. How old were you when you met him? Like, you were married for 20 years, but then you dated from before that. Like, think about it. Like, couple years. So I met him when I was 24. So think about it. Okay. So you're almost 50 years old. You were 24. You haven't been on a date since you were 21 or whatever age when you met him. Right. (laughs) So like, okay, so he's gone. You're alone. And life as you knew it was over. And there are holidays and kids and traditions and a business you still have together. But at this point, especially in like those first six to eight months, you did something very interesting. Mm -hmm. Instead of getting even, even though we both know you found your way of doing that with love, um, you got strong. Can we talk about the gloves? Can we talk about boxing? Can we talk about hitting shit? You went to kickboxing. Let's talk about that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I have always been naturally athletic. I'm used to being both physically and mentally strong, right? Uh, But those three months while I was being torn down as a human, I was barely functioning. I lost so much weight. I was existing in a shell. And I would walk and my muscles, I had so much atrophy in my muscles that Mm. they would literally shake like I was a 90-year-old woman. So... I finally said, okay, well, this isn't good. I have to do something. And I'm also not going to be able to be walking down the street anymore with a man to get me home safe every night. So I better figure something out for a little bit of Mm -hmm. self-defense. So I took up kickboxing. And that was the most (laughs) incredible decision I ever made in my life. Right? So... You know, as I would go every day, things were, I was, I was going so slow. I'm like, okay, shit. Like I'm 51 now, but I started when I was 49, 48 and I'd go in the gym and be like, oh, I'm the oldest chick in this room, but all right, here we go. I'm so angry. Yeah. Right. And I'm so mad about what's happening. What a perfect thing to just fucking punch (laughs) shit. Like it's so brilliant. And by the way, y'all, and I'm just going to say like, you'll see the picture. I mean, if you, the pictures that we're putting up on this podcast, like Tina and her, like Tiffany blue gloves, like this bitch, (laughs) she got abs. She got muscles. She's like a freaking rock. Um, so anyway, I digress, but seriously, what a perfect, so, okay. You're punching shit, self-defense. Keep going. I love it. Yes. And I loved it. Right. So it gives me the self-confidence to know I could take care of me. Mm. I'm getting my negative energy out in a positive way. I'm reconstructing my body. I'm taking my body back and I'm not going to lie. Like, it's really nice to walk down the street and kind of be a little trim and fit and being looking at guys like, yep, here I am. <laughs> Straight up cat calls. Y'all, I, we would go to Wrigley Field. Like, remember when we were at that baseball game last summer? We went to the Cards-Cubs game at Wrigley. And, like, we're just trying to get a photo out front. And I'm telling you what, you were getting picked up by guys. Like, you were straight up. Literally, they were picking her up in the air. Like, I mean, you're like this little magnet. And we'll get to your quality skill of flirting. The fact, I mean, you. You are probably, it's so inspiring. Um, like you ha- have this incredible confidence, but don't you think the weights and the, and the muscles and that, in that, that, that habit you built had something to do with this confidence you now carry. It's incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
You know, I always said that you have to kind of clear your mind, right, to get this all out, all the negativity. And I would tell people, I don't know, I get on the mat, I shut yeah. everything off, but everything that's in my head flows through my heart, out my limbs, and I leave it on my back through kicks and punches, and it feels good to leave it there. And just know mm. that this is how I'm rebuilding, but working through stuff. And it helps you set strategy. I would sit there and really yeah. start strategically thinking about my day. What am I going to accomplish today? Everything Beautiful. I did. I do some shower crying. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, I love a good awful, shower cry. Oh, right. Or some really awful singing. Like, oh, give me like a pink <laughs> song in the shower. Pink is some, perfect. Right. Eminem for me is, but yeah, pink is a good one. Whenever I'm angry, it's like, let's go. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. and then at that point, as I got dressed every morning, I'd put on light colors and flowers and say, the way I'm dressed is the way I'm going to handle myself. I got it all out mm. this morning. I'm going to function with grace, class, and dignity every day. And that's how I would show up every day. Grace, class, dignity. Damn. And that you are no fucking doubt about it. I love it. Okay, so speaking of kickboxing, I got to stop here. I started with a personal trainer and that has changed so much for me. It's like my muscles, as they grow, so does my confidence, which is pretty awesome and a really cool transformation to like be witness to. And also through that process, I uh, am, am discovering pretty quickly that I need to recover differently because lifting weights and breaking down, tearing down muscle is a lot different than cardio five days a week on a Peloton bike. So I'm losing a ton of minerals and electrolytes through sweat. And in order to recover and repair those torn muscle fibers after a workout, your girl needs vitamins and minerals and carbs. Yes, carbs. They're not a bad thing. Um, that could be a whole episode in itself and a blend, of course, of electrolytes. Advocare is one of my go-to recovery weapons, specifically their Rehydrate. It provides me with the nutrients I need to help me maintain my metabolism, delay the onset of fatigue, and yo, rehydrate my body, reestablishing my electrolyte balance. It's got sodium and potassium one-to-one -one ratio. And those are two of the most vital electrolytes we lose when we sweat. It also includes vitamins A and C, some carbs and other nutrients that effectively promote optimal hydration and recovery. I, you guys, I'm obsessed with it. It tastes so good. So if you have some big fitness goals this year, um, if you're working with a personal trainer, or maybe you want to pick up the kickboxing gloves and punch some shit, check out Advocare's kick-ass lineup of supplements and support this podcast every time you shop while also getting 15% off. Simply use YesSam15 at checkout. Back to the show. Um, can I ask you, um, which by the way, what you went through is, is something also really hard to show grace, class, and dignity through. Oh. I bet there were a lot of times you, you <laughs> came close to bringing out the Kazuto, the oh, Lapino. Sure. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Let you. me tell you right now, I beat the shit out of my bag wishing it was one of them. 
like wishing it was either him. Sometimes wife number two would get a beating too. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let's be honest. Right? Let's and be the, honest. The first year of kickboxing, I tell people, yep, I'm just training for my bar fight. Like I'm training for when I yeah. see these two in a bar and it's going to be a, I'm going to tell her, go sit in the corner because this shit is going down with him. Like you watch what I'm about <laughs> to do. Win. Yeah, because she, yeah, that, 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 would not, that would not be a good situation for her to be in. No doubt oh God, about no. it. No, just go wait in the car, so, honey. <laughs> I love it. Just go sit in the car. So can I ask you this? Like, what? made you go to kickboxing though like of all the things you could have done like yoga to get stronger a trainer to lift weights was kickboxing like was there just a good gym in your area I'm just like selfishly curious like did you was there like a trainer you're like I gotta work with this guy or did you kind of have it in you and you're like now's the time to to scratch that itch I've always had it in me it was a good time to scratch the itch but there are so many it's kind of a new way to work out for women. I will talk about it a second. You know, it's a cool thing to do. It's one of the neatest workouts because you are doing push-ups, pull-ups. You're not doing any weights. So you're not really hurting yourself with counter force. It's all your own body supported weight control. I loved, I've always been a fighter my whole life, right? I'm a fighter. Um, I was scrapper when, you know, when I was younger, I was scrappy. I'm not going to lie. I mean, but I knew that, yeah, right. I had to kind of work through everything. And this was the best way to get that negative energy out was to continue to scrap it up, but in a way that I wasn't in hurting anybody. Way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the core strength you get from it is outrageous. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, it gives you some incredible endurance. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Were you partnering the bag out of curiosity? One more sidebar. Were you partnering the bag therapy with like real therapy? Did you get yourself any sort of like real help? Like, so if a woman's listening and she's like in the depths of despair and she's like, okay, great. I have this outlet. I can go find a sport, find a hobby, find something to punch. Right. Um, did you have help? And you know, how, how did that, how did that look for you? Absolutely. So yes, to answer your question, yes, go find something that's going to make you feel better about your physical appearance, but that doesn't take care of what's inside. So I did have, and I didn't have a great therapist the first time, the second lady, you know, for the first couple of weeks, and I had to get rid of her like right away, like this isn't working. We have to move on. I found a lady and uh, she was, she saved me. She was incredible. Mm. She just saved me, uh, gave me the strength. We discussed strategy, business. We would d- discuss divorce strategy. And really, it was a time where it, she was just incredible. And, you know, my kids weren't in therapy, but there'd be times where I'd go pick up one of my sons and uh, he'd be, you know, outside the school cafeteria vomiting from how abrupt and stressful this was because I failed to mention that his dad got remarried. Well, he got engaged within two months of serving me divorce papers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's 28. Not that we're digressing, but just saying yeah. like, you know, I could yeah. be shame, ashamed it's a, of that. It's but. a shame. It's a pretty, sh- it's a, <laughs> that's a pretty low blow. It's like hard enough to be like cheated on, but then with someone like almost 30 years younger than you, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. That's yeah. a little bit tough. And I can, and, and she's very close to age of your, your kids. Right. So yes. I can see how that. Right. right. But was so, fun. No, not at all. Uh, but no. my therapist would be incredible and she would do so to help. It, and my point to your listeners is she was also a family therapist. 
So I would sometimes sit in the lobby and give my kids my appointment if they really needed it. I don't recommend doing that because you can't mix the two, but on an emergency, she would do that for us. I love it. Okay. It was, and it was so important cool. to do that. So that mental yeah. well-being, you can't get through this yourself. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm as tough as nails, but you still need somebody that will talk you up when you're down and talk you off a ledge when you're just ready to jump and you don't need to go yeah. somewhere. So Hell she yeah. really kept me centered and focused. I love it. And you have such a good network. Like I know, you know, my husband walked through a nasty divorce and um, you and him had a lot of conversations, right? And mm-hmm. just, you know, but whether it's you and Scott or, you know, other friends who have maybe have gone through something similar, I think that's another thing you had going for you. You had the bag, you had professional help, and then you really had a network of people who, you know, had maybe different, you know, of course my husband's divorce is different than your divorce, but there's certainly themes, right? And, and ex- shameful experiences and guilt-ridden experiences and just, you know, so I love that you two kind of had each other as well. And I know you had others besides Scott too. Yep. One of the things about having this expanded network that was just so incredible and my friends and the support of my friends is each one would give me something different to fill my cup, right? Some would give me a good time, like just to forget about it. Others would give me love, professional friends, etc. And I did have one friend, which was your husband that would call and constantly tell me, you're going to be okay. Every call, he would tell me, Tina, you're going to be okay. And just as I was, you know, I believed him. Eventually, I learned yeah. to believe him. And guess what? I'm okay. Yeah, so you are. I love it. It's so good. Okay, so so you're getting strong. You're in the best shape of your life. Uh and you find yourself 49 and single again, and you haven't dated in like 25 years. So <laughs> can we talk about the fun stuff? How oh do you God. get back in the saddle? Or maybe it's not fun stuff. Maybe it caused you some anxiety at the beginning. You seem to me like an absolute fucking natural. Uh, but like, let's talk about getting back in the saddle. Number one, two questions. So it's one question, but two parts. How long did you, like, did it take for you to sort of put yourself out there and feel like ready to like and confident to flirt. And then part two, what advice would you have to those who are like wanting to start dating again, but they're gun shy. So let's talk about how long until you felt comfortable. Part one of that question. Okay. So part put one, yourself out there. Absolutely. So, you know, it took a little bit, it took a few months of regrouping, right? After I got yeah. served and, and accepting, I did for that time date myself. I learned yes, good how girl. to. Every woman should. Because yes. you know what? This is why we say this. Sorry to say, but like true, like we cannot control the world, other people. People will leave you. First of all, we're going to lose people we love just through the sheer fact that we're all dying. Like, you know, through whether it's mm. through death or divorce or just the changes in the world. So this is why, like, I love that you went there first and I watched you do it. So, Okay. I got excited because I I hope I was so hoping you would go there, but you did this so good. You began with dating yourself. Yes. And, and I tell people, yeah, I met this great person, me, Me. (laughs) I met me again because you're married for so long. You're with somebody and your identity becomes part of theirs that you have to then break away and tear down and restructure. And it's kind of that same thing that I really did. I'd go to dinner myself and I'd sit at 
bars at these nice swanky restaurants, like, you know, the white marble bar, like the pretty bars, right? Like and we I'd love a good dinner. steakhouse, oh, a shit, good yeah. steakhouse and a good glass of Justin. Like that's, yes. that's one of our favorite, me and Tina's favorite things to do. Absolutely. So, yes, you would go with yourself on dates, like literally yes. take yourself places. Okay. Yes. And, and my date would be Josh or Justin, like whatever the bottle of wine was the wine. that I was drinking that night. Yeah, I get you it. You know, right? I just started drinking The Dude. I found a new bottle called The Dude. It's actually pretty good. So there you go. There is a bottle of wine called The Dude? Oh my God, and it's good. Oh, we is can get really? to that. The, the Dude. We'll get to that. Okay, okay. So, but then the other thing is, so once I started feeling good and confident and I would dress nice, right? So now I'm like rebuilding my body and I would dress nice. So I would dress up to go out on a date with me and not in a weird way. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't buy myself yeah. flowers or chocolate, but yeah. just got myself yeah. dressed and did everything I felt good about doing when I'd go on a date with my former spouse. I was right. just doing myself. Why can't I give myself that joy? And that's what mm. I did. So I'd go to dinner and I've started to learn, you know, I've never been on dating apps. I was on a bunch of dates at the beginning. I was a serial dater. Uh, yeah. And I admit it. You were I'm not really ashamed. good at it. Right. Really good at it. Well, because- I mean, you are a natural. I don't know how this shit happens. Like, it's just like, you're like this, like you have this energy though. I think it's because you also put effort into yourself. I think the weights, like the kickboxing rather, like you were looking good and feeling good. You had this confidence, but Tina, you put yourself in those environments. Like you put oh. yourself out there. You opened yourself up to the receiving of it. Like you, like, it's almost like your fear experiment. And I watched you do it was to flirt, to literally put yourself like you almost, and I don't mean to doubt play it but it's almost like it was like a little bit of a game like you're oh. like let's just see what I could do what do I have to fucking lose exactly. and through that you got the experience of what it felt like to date again oh absolutely absolutely so here's what I will say so one I would find myself and, and I'll tell your listeners this pick up your eyes and your chin from the floor look up and smile mm. at the world because you know what if you smile at the world it smiles back at you it really does. And when you look a handsome grown man in the eyes and just smile at him, you got nothing to lose. Walk past him. It doesn't matter. He might think you're out of the loony bin for five minutes. Like he doesn't know, <laughs> right? He doesn't know who you are, what you're yeah. doing, whatever. And if you're smiling and he thinks it's weird, great. Keep You're gone already, right? But if you smile yeah. at him, it's really fun to watch their reaction because sometimes they trip, they fumble, they do goofy stuff because I they're not this. used to women looking at them and smiling at them, right? Or right. hi or whatever. And I always say nice things to people. I always find humor wherever I'm at. That's where the flirting skill comes from, right? I make jokes yeah. about things, whether it's about myself, something stupid I just did. Like if I trip, I'm the first one to be like, did you just see that? Like, cause that, that was, was epic. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right? I love but, it. Yeah. So that's what I would do. And it, it really did help. I was also open to the blind dates. Cause you know what? If my friends in our adult life think you should go out with somebody, okay, great. Well, guess what? Most of the times I would, I would approach those dates. Like, listen, it's going to be the epic love affair. No, it's not. It's going to be an epic story that I'm going to tell my friends story. over wine. A story for the future book. <laughs> right. Exactly right. I had nothing to lose. If I'm sitting alone at home and my kids are at their dad's for the weekend, what am I doing anyway? If all my friends yeah. are busy or with their husband, right? Because your friend yeah. demographic changes. Your friends are still married Ooh. or whatever. And so you got to find yourself yeah. there too. So I did. I loved that. I would also go fishing. 
I did it with you a couple of times where I would meet you places mm-hmm. before you got there, right? Yeah, I you and would. Ladies, let me tell you, your listeners, get yourself a good red shade of lipstick and red pumps. And oh, it's just mm-hmm. so fun to go sit at a bar and flirt. Just flirt while you're waiting for your friends. And what's great is you come in and rescue me and we're gone. Like, that's it. Mic drop, we're out. It's brilliant. (laughs) You're brilliant. It's so brilliant. And Tina, it's so fucking brave. Like, I... Oh my God. It makes me so nervous to think about doing that, but it is why courage is a part of this. Like you had to put yourself in those environments because you also knew how were you ever going to, it's like building the kickboxing muscle. How are you ever going to build the dating muscle if you don't put yourself into the arena? Like, so you, and I love the brilliance of like having a friend coming because then you're like, Oh, look at me. I'm cool. Here's my fabulous friend. Bye. My Ciao, God. babe. Oh, <laughs> call me. Sense. Like, um, I'm going to go sit with my like gorgeous friend and we're going to have like more wine right like it's such a beautiful move like oh I'm just waiting for my friend but you're looking gorgeous and striking up conversations girl that's a good tip and it is so brave and bold and fucking good I'm I'm here for it right it was it's fun so go fishing it's right go fishing (laughs) go fishing so I think those are great tips anything else you'd add there well the dating scene Oh my God, it's a blast, right? Be open. So here, I got some do's and don'ts. I made a little like, Okay, oh yeah, know. I love this. Because we could spend a whole podcast just talking about your dating stories. That's for another time. Okay. But let's get <laughs> let's get some do's and don'ts. Let's get some do's and don'ts. Okay, so I would say, open yourself up for a possibility, right? Don't expect to find mm. Mr. Right, but open yourself up to be found. And, mm. and here's the whole point of that. You have to date a lot to know what your adult version of you likes in a male what or partner, what you want and don't want in a partner. You have to figure that out and you're not going to figure it out if you don't put yourself out there and go on dates and sit through the stickiness. Um, Have fun when you go out, keep it light, right? Don't talk about your ex and, you know, on your first few dates, especially do treat the other person as an individual. Do not treat them like it's your former spouse because they're not. So don't make them pay for someone else's mistakes. Do Mm. remember that a lot of people do get divorced. Like I didn't know that. I thought everybody had a happy marriage like me. And it was like pulling up this like iron curtain. There are more unhappy people out there than I ever knew. Yeah. So it was was like mind boggling. Yeah. And it's really sad that people live with complacency. And don't expect the best for themselves is what what I'm finding. And that that hurts my heart because they're in these situations where they're not being loved. So I would rather have gone through what I went through and get love than being in a loveless relationship because that makes me sad because you're not filling your cup or your heart. Sorry, didn't mean to go there. but Oh, it's so good. But do remember, a lot of people do get divorced. So you know what? Don't think you're alone or being judged. And please, whatever you do when you go out, be yourself in person and the person you're becoming. It's okay if you shift here and there. And you know what? Don't ever be ashamed of who you were. That's just a part of the fabric that makes up who you are today. But it's not defining who you are or where you're headed. Damn. So good. So wise. And I bet you're taking some notes if you're listening, because these are incredible, inspiring ideas. And, you know, what? where my head is now, like, okay, so I'm thinking you're divorced, you're strong as fuck, you're out there dating again. Um, 
now you're probably starting to think about, okay, how do I handle my business? Because you did build a business with your ex and that was your life and your career. So it's like, what do you do and how do you do it? And how do you make a living? And what I love so much about your story, um, and this really sums up the heartbeat of the women that make up our community, instead of being a victim, you became a phoenix and you rose up from the ashes to see the possibility ahead of you instead of the limits. And this led you to creating your own company, the AV firm, and being the only female-owned AV firm, audiovisual firm in Chicago. So let's talk about that choice um, yeah. and how we got there because, boy, that's that's a moment. Yeah. So... Yes, I ran and built an audiovisual company, so I thought it was partners in, but apparently not. Yeah. The court told me differently. <laughs> but oh, so, yeah. you know, I built this family business for 22 years for our children to move into uh, and work at. And when the pandemic hit, our part of the industry went dark. We couldn't travel, right? Everybody knows we were shut in. So I spent a lot of time trying to save the company, even though I was divorced now. And I really was burning the candle at both ends, doing everything I could while trying to take care of my family during the pandemic. And, you know, I tried to make a buck and kept myself entertained. So while I'm trying to run this yeah. company, I started this other business for a moment. It wasn't the AV firm. It was a face mask refresher spray company. <laughs> I love it. It makes me so happy to think about it because it, it was you out there playing and experimenting. And it was so great, though. It was so <laughs> right. great. It was your entrepreneurial spirit, keeping your mind off of both sides of the trauma, the trauma of the divorce and the trauma of the pandemic, for sure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it was, I mean, even though I processed 2000 orders on Amazon, which is pretty crazy. Like uh, you guys, it was a spray company. Like it was essential oils for your face mask. I mean, they were quite lovely. Like where, so you have to wear these face masks. I mean, you think of nurses, they're wearing them every day. And a lot of these people in the medical field. So instead of smelling your own breath, you would smell like fruity pebbles or roses or all these beautiful, like essential oil rooted smells. So that was the concept. And it was called like nose candy, right? Yes, or it was. And I trade <laughs> trademarked that name. Yes, trademarked I did. Trademarked nose candy. <laughs> right. Not the yes. drug, but the like essential oil. Okay. So I just had to give people the backstory. So yeah. Yes. Okay. So, you know, I, 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 but I had no business being in ma manufacturing. So it was really cool because I approached it as, look, I don't know anything about producing or selling a product. I only know the service part of the world. Should this company or should things, who knows what the future holds, I'm going to self-educate yeah. while having a little fun on how to work in an industry that has products. So that's cool. really why I did it. As I did it though, I realized, you know what, this is not for me. I am a service person. I am a people pleaser, lover, like I need the humor and human interaction. I cannot yeah. sell you a widget. So that's when I really realized, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to have to change something because I cannot continue on the path of this toxic environment, working with my former spouse, now former business partner, uh, right. because there were decisions that were being made that I didn't have a say in and I didn't agree with. And I wasn't allowed to voice my opinion. And that's when I said, you know what? You cannot pay me enough money in this world to do this anymore. Me yeah. personally, I'm worth too much just right. in my own heart and mind to have mm -hmm. to 
deal with this anymore. So I made this decision and it was probably the scariest conversation that I had was with my two sons because I had to tell my sons, guys, I'm going to go on my own. I'm going to start a competing company with your father and we're going to be in the same part of the world. I'm starting my own audiovisual company. I've done it for 20 plus years for someone else. And now I'm going to do it for myself, but I need you to be okay with my decision because what that means. And I told the youngest is financially I'm okay right now. However, we stand to lose everything, including the childhood home that I'm raising you in. Are you prepared to lose that home and watch this epic failure should it go that way? And my 19-year-old, bless his heart, Titan, looked at the floor, looked out the window, smiled at me, like just briefly, like it wasn't even a long pause. And he looked at me, he goes, and what happens if it works out? Do you get to go Mm. buy yourself that summer home that you had to walk away from Mm. instead of losing and keep this house too? (laughs) And I said... Okay, smart ass, like conversation's <laughs> done. Like, thank you. But the whole point is I had to face the fear yeah. of if this yeah. doesn't work out, are you going to be okay with this? Are you okay yeah. with me stepping on, doing my thing, moving along? And if it doesn't work, are we still okay? Because I find that people get caught up in that a lot. You're more worried yeah. about what's going to happen and what other people are going to think. Well, I'm not even going to wait till we get there three years down the road. We're just going to cover it now and move on. And then that's one less worry. Yeah. As, yes. as I love to say, don't borrow trouble. This is one of my favorite <laughs> Tina Tina quotes of all time. Don't you borrow trouble. Are You would ask me that all the time. Like, are you borrowing trouble here? Are we borrowing trouble here? And I love that. Is this mine or is this someone else's, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. have to save it all. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so here I am, right? Hence the birth of the AV firm, which it was the scariest and most empowering decision I have made because now I am in control of my life, my career, my future. Nobody gets to set the pace or course anymore. Uh, And it's really cool because I'm this older version of me telling the younger version of me, this person that's starting this company, all the, you know, trials and tribulations I've gone through. So, you know, we forget that we are a wealth of information for ourselves. So what? So I can't tell the 22-year-old version of me where to go and what to do, but telling the 51 year old version of me what to do and how to run and start a company and everything. It's, it's pretty awesome. And yeah. And it's, I'm so proud when I tell people it's the first 100% woman owned AV company in Chicago. I mean, it's, it's so exciting. Right. And for your listeners, I am WeBank certified. Look into it. W-B-E-N-C. Because it's a great way if you have a business to open up doors and start conversations with groups you might not ever think that you could get into to talk mm, to. Um, I love that. And, you know, I, I when I tell people this, they get so excited when I tell them about my company. And, you know, because I'm, I'm sitting in an industry of all male business Dudes. owners that do yeah. what I do. So I'm really excited because when I tell women this that know our industry, they get so excited too. And it's almost empowering. And, you know, so we're running mm. this women in AV mentorship and grant program for that reason, because mm. just watching the charge, it gives other people. So, you know, I think the takeaway here for your listeners is as you do things and try things, 
people are watching. Your kids are watching. Your family's watching. Your friends are watching. And you don't have to be bold about and tell them exactly what you're doing. They're watching, right? And if they know you, they know exactly what you're doing. So do those good things without saying anything. Show them that you're brave. Show them you have the courage. Because if you fall, guess what? They're going to be right next to you to catch you. And be like, hey, Mm. do you know how many times my kids tell me they're proud of me that I tried this, that I'm doing it? You know how many times they look at me and say, hey, that's badass. And so for your listeners, Kazuto means badass in Italian. That's why I have that license plate because (laughs) it's badass, right? It is, yes. I love it. I love it. Just tying something up, if I may. You know, please, because my company isn't, you know, or wasn't making a ton of money. I picked up another side hustle, shut down the spray company. I love that we're going here. I love that we're going here. This is, this is right. One of my favorites. And I always laugh with you about it. Right. Cause your company's new. I mean, this is new. What people need to realize it took you a while to get out of where you were going with the big enterprise with that you had with your, you know, acts and, 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 you know, so there's legal stuff and it's not like, so you're finally, you know, you've got the logo, you've got the website, you're building a team, you know, you're building this company. You've got your first few clients and you're off to the races, but you also knew, okay, I need to keep putting myself out there. And could I, what could a side hustle look like? Okay. So (laughs) it sounds like you found one. I did. And I took up bartending. I learned how to bartend (laughs) at 51. (laughs) It makes me so happy because I was a career bartender and I love that you do this. Oh, it's so fun. Well, and so here tying it all back in and putting a bow on it. Part of why I do it is I work, I make money while I'm working, but I'm out there socializing. So I have a social life while I'm bartending. And let me tell you something. I have Mm. lots of boyfriends that come in and have dinner at the bar, (laughs) right? This is what I tell people. I have tons of boyfriends. They come in, they sit at the bar, we flirt, right? And if I don't like what's going on, I have to walk away, right? Come back. So we flirt, we have dinner together. I'm not eating, they are. I feed them with drinks, we laugh. We, they leave me money and guess what? They go home and there's someone else's problem, not mine. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. See you is next that week. The quote? I think this is <laughs> soundbite of the podcast right there. Like that is so beautiful. So brilliant. It just freaking sums you up. It makes me so happy. It yes. makes me so happy. I love it. It's so good. Okay. So I love it. And I'm going to link to everything just so you know, if you guys are becoming as obsessed with Tina as I am, I'll make sure I link up to the AV firm and you know, all her, all her information. And, and certainly Tina send me information on the grant program. We have a lot of young girls in the industry. We have a lot of uh, meeting planners and CEOs and um, real true boss babes that listen to this podcast. And if you're looking for another female to really, you know, help you along the process of sourcing your virtual events or really truly um, helping you understand the very confusing and very expensive audiovisual world for your live events. I mean, Tina's your girl, no doubt about it. So I'll link up to you in the show notes, but um, you know, I'm just so proud of you. I mean, you know, you, you know it's been what, three, three years, right? Um, since like the of- official, I think it's been about three years, right? Almost going on four years. Three for the divorce, four since I got my ass handed to me. Okay. Ass handed to you four years ago, three since it's officially legally divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, so today, to Valentine's Day is in a couple days. Like, how will you be spending Valentine's Day? Will you be bartending? Will you be hanging out with anyone? Like, what's life like today for Tina um, in the love category? 
Okay. And so. just in general, where are you at? Where are you at? And what are okay. you willing to share here on the public airwaves? Yeah. So, you know, because I did put myself out there and, you know, knowing full well I was going to run that risk of getting hurt again, right? But I also knew that I might be able to find a nice love affair. Who knows? So this is what happened. Uh, I had to learn to trust again first, right? Yeah, but of course. Not in the sense that trust you like, oh, you're not going to cheat on me because it happened once. No. What I have told men that I might spend a little bit of time with is, and, and one individually, I trust you to tell me the truth and to always be honest with me. I trust you that if you ever want to move on or if you meet somebody else, you're just going to let me know. We're not going to drag this on. You're not going to make me feel like a piece of garbage right. that you, whatever, sneaking around. I just trust you to be honest with yourself and to be honest with me. I also worked past that shame, right? Because my kids were witness to what I went through. So before I really started in a relationship with anybody, I had to explain to my kids that in, in each one individually, we went to dinner, we had a conversation, here we are again, like the whole like starting a company. Well, now mom's right. going to walk into a relationship possibly. Right. Yeah. I need you to be okay with, with this other person, with this other person being around occasionally, but also be okay with watching me give my heart to someone else again, knowing yeah. that I may get hurt again. And, right. and if it is, obviously... I'm going to be okay, but I need you to be okay watching me and walking those steps along with me. And it was crazy because each, each of them at different times looked at me and said, you know what, mom, I want you to be happy. Nobody's ever going to hurt you the way dad did ever again. And, and you have to put yourself out there. And you, Titan said, <laughs> you have to trust in humanity. Oh, my God. Oh, he okay, said Titan. that. I love Titan. You have the trust in humanity. Don't want an answer. Right, right. And you did. So, and I did. So here I am, you know, four years later, just starting a new, fairly new, committed relationship. It's only been a few months. But, yeah, I, I, you know, he's my new best friend. Oh. We have a blast. We laugh. <laughs> I we, love it. Right? We it do dumb things. so happy. Yeah. It's like, it's amazing. I didn't. I was the, like, I was going to be a, not, I was going to be physically short of being a lesbian. Like I didn't want anybody in my life ever again. <laughs> I was just going to be friends with everybody. And that was it. Like, that's it. Like, We're good. I'm done. done. I don't, yeah, I don't want anybody, male, female, nothing. I just want to be left alone. And that's what I would tell people. Just leave me alone. And now here I am eating my words and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Good. So I love it. Yeah. It makes me happy. So it sounds like you got a date for Valentine's day. Yeah, unless I have a chance to make money bartending and then I'm going to have unless lots of dates. Unless you're going to go to the bar. You <laughs> Actually, that's what you should do. Then hang out with him after the bar. Have him come meet you at the end. Have a little tequila and call tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go make spoken like a real, real entrepreneur, a real Kazuto. I love that, Tina. Oh, my gosh. I mean, 
Thank you for opening up your heart and your life and your story with us. I mean, you really embody the the possibility-driven mindset. And listen, the name of the show, you know it. It's Yes And. You know what we're doing inside the house of And. I mean, shit, I'm wearing the big ampersand on my chest right now. My outfits have become so easy these days. But really, uh, the one word And is really rooted in possibility and most specifically what's possible when you're brave enough to believe in yourself and 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 see opportunity instead of things um, going wrong and really truly love yourself through that process. So I'd love to hear from you um, in your words, uh, what comes up for you when I give you the two words, yes and. So thank you for asking. And I I, I thought about this. Uh, so I was hoping that this was going to be a question that you would ask. Yay. Uh, you know, because everything that I had done to get through this situation was improvised, right? I had to keep trying new things and doing the yes and like, okay, you know, this happened and now I'm going to have to go do that. Or, and here's a possibility of this going right. So there was a lot of, of trying to think about preparing for not only failure, which most people do, but I also prepared for a lot of success in, in having that positive mindset. So you know, I, I wrote a couple of things down if it's okay that I read them. Oh, do it. Read it. I love this. Okay. So yes, I was left abruptly by a spouse and the circumstances leading up that were so unbearable. And I figured out how to handle it with grace, class, and dignity. Yes, I was weak and not functioning as a human being. And I took up pot kickboxing and now I have a rocking body for a 51-year-old. Woo! <laughs> yes, and I was uh, lonely and sad, and I learned how to be okay being alone, whether it was having dinner by myself or being okay with silence, because eventually, by being okay being alone, it turned into peace. Mm. Yes, I said I would never trust another man again, and I had a blast going on dumb dates and keeping it light, but eventually, by being open, I did find love. And my last one is, yes, I found myself in a job that was draining on my soul. And I took the risk and started my own company. And eventually, I will leave behind a legacy of helping young ladies shatter a glass ceiling with me in our man's industry. Oh, fucking full body chills. Mike, drop, baby! <laughs> um, what you guys need to know is Tina has actually mic drop on her license plate. And if there was a mic drop moment, that that is it. I mean, Tina, you're such a gift. I adore you. I love you. I thank you for opening up your story and your perspective and your truth. Really, truly your truth. I don't think you've ever publicly spoken about this. And I know you've never been on a podcast. So the fact that you've given this gift to myself and our community, I respect it. I treasure it. Um, we're going to take incredible care of it. And I can't wait to hear how women react to this show. So thank you for that, babe. Oh, thank you, Judy. And you are such an inspiration that sure, I didn't share a lot of this publicly, but I felt so good to share this with you. So thank you for asking. And I do hope it helps your listeners. I hope it at least helps one person. Mm, it certainly will. Oh, well, I hope, I hope you loved that conversation with my girl as much as I loved having it with you. I feel like 
it was so brave and so badass and so powerful for her, for her to come on. I, I really, if you are in a place of um, rebuilding, if you are in a, in a lonely place, and if you're in a place, that's good. I hope this changes your perspective on hard things happening and how we rise up out of the ashes and become phoenixes ourselves. If you have a friend going through something like this, please share this episode with him or her. I also hope to see you in our monthly mentorship. Uh, every month, you get to hang out with me live in our House of And mentorship link in the show notes. But if you've ever wanted to work with me one-on-one, this is your chance to do it for less than $2 a day. And as always, talk to me on Instagram, email me, send me a DM. I love hearing from you. Hello at Judy Holler is the email. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reviewing. If you haven't reviewed, will you? Uh, and until next week. Keep saying yes, babe, and open those doors. Knock, knock.